1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
2: Hello, guys. You're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it, and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. Hi, guys. Back again with another video for you. Um firstly I'd like to just say I hope everyone um in America on the East Coast is okay with that big storm that came in. I have family living in Manhattan, so I'm just waiting to hear from them later on today when they wake up. Um please God everyone's safe. It sounded horrendous. We're really being hit this year, aren't we? With COVID and storms and And narcissists. <laughs> Which would you prefer? Um, OK, guys, I've been asked um, subscriber request here to do a video on the vulnerable, vulnerable or shy narcissist. So we know that there's a huge kind of variety in the labelling of narcissists. There must be six, seven kind of different labels we can put on the different categories of narcissists, although they all follow similar patterns underlying similar behaviour patterns So the vulnerable narcissist, I'm going to do part one and part two. In this video, I'm going to cover the vulnerable shy narcissist. And in the second video, I'm going to to cover the overt or more obvious grandiose type of narcissist. So let's get into it. So I've great experience for you with the vulnerable, shy, humble uh, narcissist and how they present themselves and just a few tips on how you can figure out in the earlier stages that you might be dealing with this type of person. Because these, in my view, are the deadliest and the most covert um, personality types that you can come across. They're All narcissists are covert, but these ones practice being covert. This is their their being. This is their a way of going through life. They are really, really invested in the mask. They're really invested in deceiving people by being the opposite of who they're going to present in that mask to you. So the mask is used to the nth degree with the shy, humble, vulnerable narcissist. What they present to you is truly not who they are. So what what does it look like when, when you come across one? Okay, this is what I've found. You'll be left, it's, it's the impression you're left with that's a red flag. And unfortunately, you can be left with this impression after meeting a genuinely nice person. But I will say that it's more, it's more, it's more obvious. It's more of an impression. It's an impression that kind of makes you sit back and go, wow. So the impression you're left with is this guy or this gal is the guy is the, the nicest guy, the nicest guy you could ever hope to meet. And Wow. And with the girl, it's kind of, what a sweet, sweet girl, what a beautiful soul, what a lovely person. And you're taken aback by the impression. It is so, it's so much of an impression that you're left with. Instead of kind of meeting a nice person and you kind of go, yeah, they're a nice person. I like them. I'd like to meet them again. They're a nice person. This is kind of like, oh my goodness, what a kind guy, what a kind girl. So they come across as shy, quiet, humble. They might even put the head to the side and give you a, a lovely smile directed towards you, you know, to your eyes. Um, they'll engage in a kind of a one off with you. They will be quietly friendly and will build on that in that they when they meet you they won't push themselves forward towards you they'll try and let you come to them they'll also they'll be love bombing you in a very charming humble way and they will mirror they let you you know they'll ask you about yourself they'll become very interested in you it's very similar to the romantic love bombing and you give them information and they'll mirror it they say wow I identify with that, that, you know, and they give you their example of what happened in their life. But they'll mostly let you talk about yourself and they'll give you lovely comments. Again, again, they're very authentic in that they don't, they're not going to over compliment you, but they listen to what you say and they'll pick out what matters most to you. And they give you a nice juicy comment on that So if you're kind of proud of your sports achievements or something like that, they let you talk about everything and then they'll come back to the sports achievement and say, sounds like you're, you know, you've really put a lot of work into your sports and you you sound like you have quite a talent. Can you tell me more about that? So they'll if they see you backing off a bit, they'll draw back completely. What they want to appear to you is as the most authentic, good, lovely person who's very humble about themselves. So when you ask back about themselves, they'll underplay it. They'll even maybe be slightly derogatory about their achievements and they'll be oh so grateful for your attention in them. And it'll be a kind of a very mutual, lovely exchange and you'll go away really, really feeling great about yourself because they have honed this ability to love bomb, to make someone else feel great about themselves and feel special. And what they will try to have done is establish a very special connection between the two of you, as if you again like the romantic relationship, as if you are soul sisters or soul brothers or a soul. You could be soulmates. The thing about the vulnerable narcissist is they use the impression they give of being a really great person. They use the humble, shy element to attract empaths. Because remember, empaths and super empaths are the narcissist's meal of choice. So these guys and gals bring their Humbleness, their humility, their vulnerability, and then they'll also introduce victimhood. But it'll be like a martyred victimhood. They will be giving you the impression that they're the lovely person and that they do their best in life. And unfortunately, they fell into a little bit of hard luck. Victimhood is introduced not normally on the first meeting. It'll usually be on subsequent meetings when they've managed to engage your interest in meeting them because the feel good factor is huge and you feel like you're actually establishing a great connection and a great friendship. So they're not going to go into the victim role initially. What they're going to do is build the impression and build the connection with you so that you will feel when they tell you a little bit about their bad situation, you'll actually feel that you're forming an authentic relationship with them and they're now trusting you to tell you a little bit about their hard luck story. And again, this can mirror or be very similar to to the building of a good relationship with someone you meet who seems to be on your trajectory, a very, very much a soulmate, very much share your views on things and you have an interest in forming a friendship or bond with this person. A tip again here to look out for is you don't often come across someone who has the same views and is a possible soul friend for you. It doesn't come quickly. Authentic people will share a certain amount, but they'll also be using their discernment in relation to getting to know someone. So they often won't share things that are they often won't share things about the really bad stuff that happens to them too soon. Now, I know we we can, as empaths, be tricked into sharing that information when a narcissist kind of begins to get to know us. But just beware of the oversharing too soon and wanting to meet up too much too soon. This is a narcissistic on their game getting to know you as a possible potential victim. Okay, so they will then, once they have established the connection and established your desire to be a friend of theirs, they will slowly let you into the victim situation that they find themselves in so that they have gone through life trying to be the best possible person they can and bad things have happened to them through no fault of their own. However, they'll also then go and say, to make it seem more authentic, they'll do do the victim martyr and martyr martyrdom and say that although this other person did extremely bad things to them they did after all have um, a very difficult childhood. So whereas they were really bad to them they do have to understand from the other person's point of view that the other person had issues and problems. So what they're getting across here is a full circle of them being a great person And being healthy and understanding that the other person had difficulties and looking like they have compassion and empathy. Fake, cold, compassion and empathy. But again, the covert, vulnerable narcissist is all about the mask, is all about the impression. So they're going full circle and giving you an impression of them as a totally authentic, good, compassionate, caring individual who lives their life for the good of others, but unfortunately has had a lot of hard luck in life and they don't think that much of themselves. And it brings out all your empathic traits in that you feel this person has had a hard life. They've lived a hard road and God loved them. It sounds like they need a bit of support. They don't deserve what's happened to them. And look at them. They're not even too much blaming at this stage, too much blaming the people that perpetuated all this dreadful stuff on them. And that's why...
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fibre to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co
2: They're not where they should be in life. That's why they've fallen on hard times. Nothing to do with the fact... That they've gone about destroying every relationship that they've had, um, being reckless, squandering money, not taking responsibility, hating on others, um, moving from place to place because they don't want to stay in one place too long because people get, to, you know, people get to know them, sometimes not being able to maintain or hold down a job because of their personality disorder. All that is brushed aside it's everyone else's fault but they still go slowly into this with you until they have you really hooked and then again it seems authentic because they let out more of their truth and they tell you what the other person really did to them and actually you know in fairness even though you do they do try and forgive the other person They believe the other person was evil to have done this to them. So this all comes out slowly. And this is the humble, shy narcissist. And this is how effective they are at drawing empathic people in. Then they will start to show, to start to blame others to you. And that will become more apparent. And at that stage, you need to look at, you need to look at actions. You need to look at, You need to get the facts on what's actually happened with them if you can, if you could do a little bit of digging and research and meet others, other people that can verify their story or not. You will get a sense that this person is demanding a lot of your attention and a lot of your sympathy and kind of monopolizing your time a lot. And looking for a lot of your support. And you'll find yourself probably doing more for them than you would with another person. And you'll find you've no time for yourself. If this is a friendship or in the romantic relationship. You know, it's it's a similar kind of a similar feeling, a similar vibe that you'll get with them. What else do they do that you can kind of... What are the characteristics do they have? They will... Because they're trying to be so loving and appear so good and they'll also maybe tag on an impression that they're maybe a great parent or that they do a lot of work for charity and that they believe in causes. If you look at the actions there and see exactly what do they do? Do they take a huge amount of responsibility? Do they actually do work for the charity? Um, Can they back it up with actions Just keep looking at actions with the vulnerable, humble, saintly, martyr, um, narcissist, the covert, the most covert of the covert. What they're trying to do is trying to give you the impression so that they win your trust so that then they can go in for the kill. Uh, Use up any support that you can give them. Um, Get them into places like get them use your influence to get them a job, use your money, take a loan from you. Um, What else do they do? Use you for sex. Um, Use your friendship because you know someone that they need to get in contact with. Um, You're a friend of a person that they want to have as their partner um, to get an introduction to. They're using you for something. It's they're using you for your empathy, but there'll also be a residual benefit attached to this. In the family dynamic, you'll find that they're kind of a special member in their family. Um, people are afraid of them in their family because, they, because they're keeping this mask on so tight and You know, to become come across as a really good guy or a good girl, as a really sweet, sweet person, you have to keep all the other angry, anything that, that kind of goes against that type of mask that has to be suppressed within within the narcissist. And they are prone to having the most apparent rages when they can't when the mask is getting too tight and they need to put it down and let off all that steam that. In the normal course of a day, one would let off naturally if if you get irritated or angry at someone, you know, you'd say it or you'd express a negative emotion if you needed to to write something. They, remember, are keeping the mask on tightly and will not practice that negativity because they want to create this amazing impression. So their rages are pretty horrific. They can even become violent, which is the exact opposite of who you would think that they are, who they're presenting to you as a gentle, sweet, kind person. So the family usually gets, you know, will always know the other side of them. And the rages and the vindictiveness and the viciousness that they can show can make other members of the family very, very wary of them and making it easier for the family to go along with what they want. So they do tend to hold the family in a kind of very controlled position. And if if a family member goes against them, they can get a huge backlash. And usually family members don't because they know that they will come off the worst with this uh, covert, humble, kind looking narcissist. So the family is usually very aware of them and will also give them a huge amount of attention because if they don't attend to this narcissist's needs again the narcissist can go against them and make life very hard within the family unit um for that family member. So that's how they kind of come come across in the family um in relationships we know how they come across they have the rages as well and they once they get your trust you'll see The person that's out there in the street and uh, to the general public is not the person that you begin to see at home when you go into the devaluation stage. Again, um, another kind of warning sign is, so if you find a person that you really like, you know, as a friend and you're getting on and you're great friends with them, if you find that everybody you meet has the same impression of this person, that everybody says, this is a really nice guy. It's They're so nice, it's nearly too good to be true. Yes, yes, yes. Too good to be true is exactly what you're seeing. If everybody says the same about this person, that they're really a you know really nice person, really great guy, really nice guy, then there's something wrong, guys, because one person isn't a nice guy guy or girl to everyone everyone doesn't have the same amazing impression of them in a kind of um in a kind of a a new situation that's like a bit odd so i know that there are people who are just amazing and everybody genuinely has great respect for them it's kind of not like a hero worship thing. Narcissists will kind of bring out the hero worship in people because they will have gone to each person and made sure that all those people are going to give them good supply and could be potential fly monkeys in the future when they go against, say, one person in the group. So they build the shy, humble narcissist goes behind the scenes to w- one-on-one build group popularity build their popularity in a group so that they can control the group dynamics when and if they need to. They also, and I'll end the video here, they're also um, very passive aggressive. So they work in the background. It's They keep things very private as well. That's another point I wanted to make. They don't like to mix groups of friends because the impression they're giving to one group of friends the personality they're giving to one group of friends, the mask, can be mask one for this group and mask two for that group. They like to not provide too much information like on social media. They will only, they're very pure on this, they will only put up what they want the, their general pool of friends to see. You'll find that they don't, They don't, unlike the overt narcissist, they won't have four or 500 friends on social media. They'll keep their friends down to a select enough group, but people that could be useful to them in connections, you know, in relation to work or friends or getting to meet people or getting on in life. They will particularly hone in again on people that can, that can give them an up in life, um, in their status, in their jobs, can make more money for them, and um, can get them into a club. They're still as ambitious as their overt cousins. Um, they still they still, even though they're covert and humble, underneath they're entitled and grandiose so they still have the magical thinking of the more overt narcissist both narcissists can switch the even the overt can can go underground and become more like the the humble quieter type but your vulnerable shy narcissist will actually also have moments where they can become the grandiose and the more self entitled they're just more sensitive to their image perception. So they will play it in a more charming, um, self-modest way, but they will still do the grandiose on occasion. And they definitely believe that they're entitled to much, much better than life has dealt out to them through no fault of their own. So guys, I hope that that's a comprehensive enough picture of the very covert, deadly snake that the covert narcissist is. And just the tips to the tips to discover them before they take their mask off to you is as I've described initially in their their changing from the self effacing uh, self effacing victim to becoming the blaming victim and you'll see a kind of a progression to everybody else being to blame for their situation in life and it's through no fault of their own they've ended up where they are that's it guys that's it i will make another video soon hope the buddy program is going well for you if you have any positive experiences it'd be great if you could leave them in the comments um for others and if i've missed out on any character traits that you have seen in the shy, vulnerable narcissist, or if you can give us any tips that you have, um, if you've dealt with one, it'd be great because although I do have a lot of experience, I don't know everything. Guys, thanks a million for being here and I will see you again soon. Have a great day and love to everyone. Keep the fight, okay? Keep the fight going. God bless. Bye.